How may I help you this morning? We are here from now until 10 o'clock this morning. And if you have any and all questions concerning your home, all you have to do is pick up that phone call or, or that phone and uh, call 857-557-4LOU. Uh, a good morning to Don Kleppen, to Andy Mazur, to Lindsay Smithwick, good Bob morning. Ferguson in the background pushing all the buttons. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing well. How are you? Great. Super. Don, do you have your, Don's got his summer cut going. That's right. High and tight. Uh, high and tight. Kind of, you're kind of, <laughs> you're, yeah, I'm, I'm going to steal this line, but you're kind of like a sheep, right? That at a certain time you got to <laughs> shave it all off. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel. Summertime, but, it gets warm enough and man, got to go. It is high and tight and he's got the nice shape on the head. I like that. It's very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of put it off for a while. So it was, uh, it, it was transformative what it finally there was happened. A, there was a, there was like some cartoon I can't quite remember if my kids watched it, but there was some kind of, it was an actor, but he was dressed up like a, he was in a blue suit and he had some kind of stuff on his face where it was like his features were, uh, he had a large chin and he was very animated, but his, his haircut was exactly like Don's right now. It had the shape like solid. It was like a solid it's a Look good. It's a good visual. Well, I got that one. The yeah. guy, the guy, the cartoon, cartoon actor dressed in a something. blue I was thinking like suit. Blues Clues or Teletubbies. I wasn't sure which. Yeah, no. So it was kind of in that vein, probably in, the, in that vein. But you, right. you, know, you don't look like a Teletubby. You know? no, <laughs> Thank goodness. That's what I. Uh, I said yeah. No, I said don't no, make me look not. like. No, he does right. not. Thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you kids, uh, you kids at the Lollapalooza. You just coming back, Andy? Uh, oh, how'd you know? Yeah, how did you oh, know? Man, just too. rage in the machine or whoever was there. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. I left, machine uh, Gun Kelly. Yeah. Lou, come on. I no, I think it was Dua Lipa. Oh yeah, of course, Dua Lipa. Stick, you love her. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Look at me pulling out Dua Lipa. You know, I love so the impressive. Dua Lipa. She's great. She's great. She is great. I mean, I said Machine Gun Kelly, and I, that he really did play last night. Did he? Oh, nice. Oh. Do you know. know who that is? I know who he is. Yeah. See, I don't really either, but I was with the hip kids last night, and they oh, were all they were they all were telling you about Machine Gun Kelly. Me. So oh. I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> No, I was going to talk really, about acid like, washing concrete, but I mean, this sounds way more interesting oh. than that. Is that a Lollapalooza band? <laughs> <laughs> they played that actually last would night. be a great name. Yeah. yeah, acid wash, acid wash concrete. Right. I guess see that. Whatever happened to acid wash jeans? When was that? What tri- hmm. were you in the era Ooh. of acid wash jeans, Lindsay? Was that? Oh you? no, that was way before my time. Way was that like the eighties? Come on, now, way yeah. before your time. Let's go. It was totally yeah. It was at the nineties. It was totally. I had some. Yeah, it was. It was the nineties, wasn't it? I feel like it was the. Or was, was that stone-washed and, jeans? Andy, we can't keep track. Andy and I can't keep track of it's our It's all running wear. together, right? <laughs> How many ways can you wash jeans anyway? Acid, I don't know. stone, stone, yeah. stone right. washing machine. <laughs> then there's the, then there's the, now the trend. Or is that trend that with the, where, where you got the holes in the, you know. Distressed, If I'm with yes. Mike Jakubowski and you see somebody, goes, did you, did you pay full price for those pants? He'll, that's a, that'll be his line. To somebody, some kid. Did you pay full price? Because you shouldn't pay full price for those pants because they have holes in the knees. <laughs> right. They're missing material. Dad jokes. <laughs> Total dad joke. <laughs> and when you're a dad, it's really funny. <laughs> uh, anybody watching the uh, uh, the show The Bear? 
No, I heard about it. Not but I have yet. Not seen it. Looking forward to getting on that train, though. It's a little stressful, but uh, being from Chicago, it's all filmed here. It's like some. Yeah. It's a. Uh, he is the premise of the thing is this young man is this kid from Chicago who goes off to become some famous chef, like at the most famous restaurant in the North America, and then. Uh, for a variety of reasons, not to, uh, you know, spoiler, he comes back to Chicago. His his brother ran the original Italian beef store in Chicago, okay? And it's the story of him trying to figure out this business, and uh, it's very good. And uh, I guess the actor, did you, anybody watch Shameless? Any of oh, you guys yeah. watch Shameless? Yes. Yep. He is the he's one of the actors. My wife said That's he's right. really good in Shameless. And, he's so uh, cute, yeah. And yeah, he's cute. He really has um, that Chicago like acting down, you know. Like he really it's good. Seems like it's he's from really there. it's only I guess it's only eight episodes. And the first couple, I was like, mm, it's a little stressful. There's like a a scene where like this brother had to pay all his bills, and they're showing all the past due bills, and it just reminded me of when I was in business and early on, how we had a lot of past due bills, and I like literally started hyperventilating when I saw it. Like, well, that brings back a bad Pavlovian <laughs> thing. I don't like that. <laughs> right, right. You know, it had such an effect on me early on in my career when I was in business that I am now the best bill payer ever when it comes to work. Like, I'm hmm. calling people to say, send me the bill. Send me the bill. I just cannot stand owing anybody money. Andy, did you get that 50 bucks? I did. Thanks. Okay, good. Yeah. Very brave. Calls. I didn't even owe Andy money <laughs> when I sent him 50. What about <laughs> mine? Yeah, what the heck, man? Yeah, yeah I you do have a wedding to pay <laughs> do you remember for. Me? Thank you. <laughs> Andy's like, I could use more than yeah, 50. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, go. I, my, my pick to click is the bear. Okay. All right, we've got a lot coming up today. Um, we have a new Tulu 2 called the Plan Station, which is something I wish that I used to... Well, I'll tell you later what I used to do on the job site when it came to uh, staying organized when we were building houses. But the the advent of the standing desks uh, you know, now comes to the construction industry, too, which is really kind of cool. That'll be our new Tulu 2. Then a little bit later on this morning, we're going to talk with our friends over at Wet and Forget, the rain and all the moisture and the algae and the, all that kind of stuff we're going to talk about. I know you hear me read the ads about the product. We're going to talk a little bit more about the different offerings that they have and ways that Wet and Forget can actually help make your life a little bit easier when it comes to uh, maintaining and making your home look good and all that good stuff. And then we'll have our Just Text Me segment. And really what I want to do is talk to you, 857 557 4 857 557-4568 is our phone number. Let's do this. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. They actually live in Idaho, and uh, uh, he's redoing a, a house out there, and he's like, well, what do you know about acid-washing concrete, he says to me. I go, well, I mean, I know a little bit about it. I, I, I don't do a ton of it, but, um, oh, my gosh, I love it. He, he's one of these guys that once he gets on something, he's acid-washing everything. You know, you can acid-wash your mailbox. And I'm like, okay, well, don't do that, but... The process of acid washing, you know, if you have concrete, um, whether it's a driveway or a garage floor, that's what he did is garage floor. You buy these stains that are acid-based, and you once the concrete, you know, is poured, typically before it cures, you spray this acid color. It's an acid stain that's diluted, 
And then depending on the concrete, sometimes you just spray it and then you neutralize it with a, either a cleaner off the shelf or you can actually use ammonia. And it creates this unbelievable shading and coloring. And I'm sure you've seen acid washing, acid washed concrete before, like in retail stores, and you're not quite sure, oh, that floor looks cool. But you put that down and then you seal it, and um, it is absolutely beautiful. Very common for countertops. If you Google it and go to YouTube, you'll see a bunch of videos. And it's just kind of an interesting process um, that, uh, you know, a lot of times when you see maybe in a, um, well, like a hospital, an institution like that, or a... um, airport or something like that they'll have sections of it where they'll have a design in the concrete that's carved out maybe you know with like a sundial or something like that and then they'll do different um finishes on there using the acid stain and depending on the color and how long you you know there's a little bit of a finesse that goes with it but um it's not that difficult to do and uh you can really get some amazing results so you know if you're pouring any new concrete we talk about uh our buddies over at Andreas uh, Construction, I'm sure that that's something that you could even talk to them about because you can do it on a driveway, a sidewalk. It you know it sucks in and becomes part of the concrete, so it lasts a really long time. Obviously, it adds a little cost to the job, but if you're looking to do something a little bit different, very common out west, um, you know, in, in Arizona, a lot of the concrete you look at has a color to it, right? It'd be like a tan color, whatnot. They'll add that. It's maybe not as, you know, it's more consistent, the coloring of it, but it's really pretty. So I wasn't just making that up about acid washing concrete. It was something that I really wanted to talk about. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Something I want you also to consider, your outdoor plants right now that are looking um, pretty good, right? We've had some really nice weather. Um, it's been consistently, you know, warm. The last couple of days have been absolutely beautiful. But this is a great time of year to do some additional fertilizing with some organic fertilizers that are already kind of designed to help maintain those flowers. And this is why I bring this up. You know, here we are, uh, the tail end of July, we're going to go to August, pretty soon the kids are going to go back to school, or you're going to get busy, and you're not going to pay that much attention to your flowers, and they're not going to look that good in a month. And uh, I want you to consider two different fertilizers that I think will work well that you're going to mix in a watering can. The first one is from a company you've heard me speak of here called Espoma. They make an organic liquid fertilizer called Bloom, B-L-O-O-M. And you're going to mix a couple of capfuls with a gallon in a, of water in a, in a sprinkling can. And then your hanging baskets, your um, you know, potted plants, anything that you're growing, go ahead and feed that once every couple of weeks. And you're going to maintain the beauty of the flowers and it's really going to help to keep them looking terrific, probably till the end of September, even further. There's another one that is was very popular in the South, and I don't mean like Orland Park. I mean like South South, you know, like Texas and Alabama. Call Fertilome, Fertilome, F E R T I L O M E, Fertilome. 
and it is a fish emulsion. And you shake up this can, and you do the same thing. You follow the instructions. More is not better because you'll burn. You won't burn the plant, but it's not going to. It's not going to benefit it. And you mix it with water. It stinks to high heaven, but your plants are going to look so good. And if you do a little bit of that feeding now, like if you're hanging baskets, you're looking. Oh, they look a little tired. Put this in there, and in a couple of days, you're going to be amazed at the results. All right, let's get to your phone calls. Eight. 557-557-4-LOU-857-557-4568. Our first caller is sponsored by bathfitter.com forward slash Lou. This is Lydia in Deerfield. Hi, Lydia. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. I spoke with you probably, I don't know, a year ago about my driveway. And I had my driveway done uh, because it was falling apart because the chipmunks over the years, it just disturbed that base so bad. And I, I went extra thick, three-inch, beautiful driveway. Well, the chipmunks never really left today. So I heard of a, an ultraviolet or some kind of zapper that you can put around the perimeter. And I'm curious <laughs> to know if you think this works. Um. Well, I don't know that I don't know that it's ultraviolet, but so they're digging underneath. They're still digging underneath the concrete. Well, they're everywhere. I don't. I don't. It's an asphalt driveway. I don't know if they're under there yet, and it'll probably take a few years for them to disturb the base. Right. Because I went with all new gravel base, right, and extra thick driveway. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice investment. You can play paddle on this driveway. My son wants to go with his Mars Blaze on on it. Beautiful. But I don't need the chipmunks ruining it again. <laughs> I agree. And the chipmunks are gone. Right. Have we talked about the um, Bonide Sonic Spike? No. All right. That's what I would do. So the Sonic Spike is there's either... There's a battery-operated one that's less expensive, and then there's a solar-powered one. And it is a plastic spike about, I don't know, 10 inches long. And next to your driveway, like a few feet away, you're going to use a broom handle, and you're going to poke a hole in the grass or whatever you have over there, and um, you're going to put this in the ground, and it's going to make a chattering sound underground like a chipmunk in distress. And they, What's it called? The Bonide Sonic Molmax Sonic Spike. Now it's really designed for wow. it's really designed for moles, but I have used it for chipmunks, and it works. Each one will cover about a thirty foot diameter. So what I would do is get a couple of these things. You can get them at the hardware store. And put them in the grass. You won't hear it, but it'll be underground, and the chipmunks and the moles will hear it, and they'll be like, we don't want anything to do with this driveway because this lady, if I come over here, they're going to kill me. And that should work. Okay. Bonide. That's great. Bonide Mole Max. Mole Max Sonic Spike. I'm going to say it one more time so I, I know you're driving. That way you can remember it. Good luck. I appreciate you calling this morning. All right, it's 6.31 in the morning. It's time now for WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. 
Hi, Lou. I have a question about windows. Okay. I have one window that has the seal broken, so it's got that cloudy film. Yep. I called a window company that came out yesterday, and now I'm looking at $35,000 to replace all the windows in my home <laughs> so they look right. How in the world do people do this? Uh, yeah. Um, all right, well, a couple questions. Okay, so you have one window that broke a seal, and tell me about the rest of the windows. The rest of the windows are fine. They're fine. They work. They crank out. They go up and down, whatever. Yes. They're casement windows. They work just fine. Okay. Um, There is... um, Windows are a funny thing because um, most people do not think about them when you buy a house. I mean, if you can see out of them and they go up and down and work, in other words, from a, a value-added proposition, nobody's going to pay attention to that if you ever go sell your house, if everything looks and operates cor- correctly. It isn't the type of thing where they will say, well, you know, your furnace is 20 years old or your water heater's 50 years old, or I'm just making the numbers up. The, the window conversation mm-hmm. doesn't come up. However, if you do replace your windows... It is the type of thing that will then become on a listing sheet, meaning that five years from now, if you go to sell the house and you replaced all the windows, you'd say, well, all these windows have been replaced, you know, five years ago. And that is an added value proposition for you. I'm just I'm just providing you information to kind of put in your card file next to your recipes. Um, (laughs) All right. There are companies out there, Cindy, that do come and take the fog out of the glass. Ew, okay. And that's, that's probably and that's probably a two to three hundred dollar proposition where they will come out you know, they they probably want to do more than one window, so it may cost a little bit more, but it that's around the price. And they okay. come in and they drill a hole and they put in their vacuum and they suck it all out and they can restore the look of that window. And if you Google, I don't have you know, I, I have no relationship with any companies that do this, but if you Google fog out of my windows type of thing, you'll get a bunch yeah. of different people that could come out in the Algonquin area probably and help you. Okay. Otherwise, people, if they have that window or two, they do replace everything? Is that typical? No. I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, if it is... Um, so on this side of the house where, you know, you could value engineer the the thing by just replacing that one window or a couple of the windows or, you know, depending. What, let me ask you this. Where is this window? On the front of the house. Okay. And is it all by itself or are there other windows next to it? No, there's there's a few windows next to it. Okay. And on that elevation on the front of the house, how many windows are there? Um, two. Okay. So you could just replace... Two double windows. Right. So you could just replace the windows from a... If it were me and then visually, because then when you're inside the home, your new windows will look a little different. On that one wall facing the the you know the street, you replace those windows, right? right? And that's it. So now, instead of the whole house, if everything else is working, you know, I've given this advice over the years because, you know, it is expensive to do a whole house, $35,000, $40,000, and that's a lot of money. 
And so, you know, I will always say you can do window replacement in phases. So let's say you do the front of the house uh, this year, and that is, I'm going to make up a number, $8,000, okay? And okay. now, a couple years from now, you do the back of the house, you know what I mean? And you, you can budget this. Yeah. At the end of a five-year process, you now have um, brand new windows in the whole house, you know, that are relatively the same age, and you also were able to spread out the expense a little bit where you didn't have to take such a big hit, you know, uh, right. paying for everything right. right up front. Now, some people can afford it, some people can't, but it's just a way to, you know, value engineer the process. Right. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I think I will first try Googling the company. Window fog. Yeah, take the fog out of your glass. Okay. All right. Great. Appreciate you calling, Cindy. Have a great day. 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. 857-557-4568. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio on 720 WGN. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. I went to Chris Stapleton last Saturday Mavis Staples came out and did a song, which was great. And Kevin's like, oh, no, I'm going to Jimmy Buffett with my family. The Jimmy Buffett concert got canceled. I know. I thought of him right away. I immediately Uh, thought about him. I'm like, that's a bummer. Oh, man. So I got up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to do Don's shift. And, (laughs) you know, I just weather. I got to do all this weather. And Don didn't say anything about this. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt I felt Poor badly thing. for him. I, I purposefully did not warn him of the impending weather. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Don. I, I, I just, I, felt, I mean, I felt bad. It was, it was actually yeah, really, rough. he did a nice job because it was very uh, difficult to manage. And oh, we totally. ended up We ended up going to like WGN feed, which is always difficult because it's television. So right. they're showing you the map. Take a look at this. Yeah, take a look at this. You're like, okay, what am I looking at? <laughs> so uh, anyway, I felt badly for him. Hopefully they'll reschedule but can i just tell you that mavis staples is amazing she came out for so we went to go see chris stapleton at wrigley field which is really a lot of fun that production of how they put that all together is amazing nice and uh chris stapleton who's a very uh talented country artist does a cover of a song by pop staples called friendship which is one of the i want you to find this song and you could you could Chris Stapleton's version is great. He does this cover. It is the one of the best songs about a friendship that you've ever heard. And so if there is someone in your life that is like your best friend, like this is my Mike Jakubowski song, right? And it it's just a sweet song. So he he comes out to do this song, and Mavis Staples comes out to do a verse of her father's song. Now, her father has passed away. Mavis Staples... 83 years old and she's amazing now fast forward wednesday night we go to ravinia and we see bonnie Raitt, who's also amazing i'm like a concert goer i'm gonna be at lollapalooza see oh, rage in the machine i keep bringing up rage and machine i don't know are they even gonna be there or are they even no, abandoned anymore gun kelly it's, oh, machine gun kelly. it's rage yes. against the machine yeah, gun kelly. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> Okay, whatever. Some, the machine is broken. I can Acid fix it. Wash anyway, yeah. <laughs> Andy in his stonewashed jeans. So uh, she did a whole hour set before Bonnie Raitt came out. She brought the house down. She's this tiny little thing and was unbelievable. She is truly the living legend 
of R&B in Chicago and was just amazing. So Mavis, that, that rejoined I just played was Mavis Staples, by the way. She's so good. So good. 857-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines here and talk with uh, Sheila, who is in Lake in the Hills. Hi, Sheila. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. I'm wondering if you can give me a brand name and, and an installer for a gutter guards or gutter thing things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so many uh, different people that you could contact for this that could do. Uh, they, the, w- one of the ones is a company that I really like, a product called Leaf Relief. And it is uh, used to be owned by Alcoa. Now it's owned by Masco. It's basically a aluminum sieve that goes over the top. There's another company called Spring Rock Gutter Guards, which I really like. But you know who can do all this for you? The different companies that can do it for you would be a Rogers Roofing or a Lindholm Roofing. They offer this service where they'll come out and clean your gutters and put these caps on. And uh, even Cobblestone Remodeling does a bunch of exterior uh, uh, construction and repair, and they, in fact, could do that for you as well. So any one of those companies. And then the nice thing is you can, you know, get different bids from them and and see who it is you want to work with. So Lindholm, Rogers, or Cobblestone Remodeling. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your help. You got it. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857 Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Don in Leland. Hey Don, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi there. How are you? Doing well, sir. Uh, I have a problem with uh, leaves in my gutter. Uh, I, my leaves fill. Uh, my gutter fill up with leaves, and I'm too darn old to get up there to clean them out. <laughs> well, we just took we just took a call. Uh, where? Tell me where Leland is. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know where Sandwich is. I do. It's about twenty miles farther east. We're, I mean, we're way out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know? I can't believe you even have leaves out there in the middle of nowhere. Well, they're mostly <laughs> corn stalks. <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of different. Um, you have a, a single story or two story home, Don? Well, it's uh, most of it's single, but there's a little part that's two story. What I'm thinking about was those brushes that you put in them. Yeah. That's uh, the gutter, um, oh my gosh, why? Yeah. Uh, gutter. Uh, I, had, I had a guy come out and look at them about putting in a, 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 a kind of screen over the top of it. There's a reputable company in town that, that does, they've been in business probably 30 years. And he says, my problem is my gutters are, they're four inch and the roof's so steep that if you put them on, you need five inch gutters. So I got to oh. replace the whole gutters and I don't want to do that. Um, so, uh, Gutter brush is the one you're talking about. And, like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that one, they come in two different sizes. There's also um, there's an, another product called Gutter Stuff, and that's basically mm, 30 inches, maybe f- another about 48 inches long, and it's um, kind of a wedge-shaped sponge that has a UV protection on the top side of it that you can tuck into the gutters as well. And it's actually a company, they manufacture it out of Milwaukee, and it's really nice stuff. It's a, you know, it's it's essentially a do-it-yourself option, and 
the difference between that and the gutter brush is the brush has like tines, right? It's round and it has tines. And so certain kind of leaves can get caught in, in the top of that and like stand straight up, you know, like you would put, uh, uh, you know, books on a shelf type of thing. But, um, but overall that stuff, the gutter brush works very well. The gutter stuff (laughs) actually creates a top flat area so that if leaves fall on top of it, once they dry out and the wind blows, it blows away. So either one of those I think would be a good solution for you with the larger gutters. Do they stay in very well? They don't go anywhere. Because you put them under, when you tuck them in, they go underneath the gutter straps, you know, that hold the gutter in place. And they're, you clean out the gutters, you make sure everything's right and tight. If you ever were to develop a leak on a seam or anything like that, they can pop right out. They can make the repair, pop it back Mm -hmm. in. So either one of those would be a really good choice uh, for your gutters. Thanks so much for the phone call. Our phone number is 857 557 We'll take a quick break and be right back. This is uh, Christine in Harvard. Hi, Christine. You're on House Smarts Radio. Oh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, we've had Permaseal out here. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have a ranch home, a full basement, cement floor, uh, the center beams, of course, in the center, and they had uh, put the ceiling around the perimeter of the house uh, from the the inside, you know, just on the very the top. drain tile. But now, what we have uh, a new a new headache. Um, there seems to be water bleeding up from underneath the concrete floor. I noticed that about two weeks ago uh, when I opened the door to go downstairs, there was a puddle of water and I thought it was maybe one of the um, refilled gallons that we use and it wasn't that because it's along one side of the uh, windows and there's like silt, but it didn't come from the window, it comes from underneath, up through the concrete. Floor. Wait, wait, wait. I'm down hold, in the hold basement on. now. Hold on, hold on, one second, mm-hmm. one second. Sure. So where they installed the new perimeter drain tile, water is coming oh, they, up through there? We They didn't install the drain tile, they put the foam around the whole basement. Oh, 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 so you had, you you had it insulated, you had the basement insulated, the rim joists insulated. They didn't do any kind of waterproofing whatsoever. Correct. Okay. And now since that installation of the insulation, you're seeing water in the home or that's, has that happened in the past or no? It, no, it has not happened in the past, in the past one time when we had a severe, severe storm when the electricity went out that's when we had water in the basement but that was many many years ago okay let me this is is like it's seeping from underneath okay it's like it's bleeding and do you have a sump pump yes we do okay is it plugged in yes it is and And it it is working it is working you do hear it operating Okay. Yes. And in this area where you see this water coming, 
Mm-hmm. Is it the corner of a foundation, or is it in the middle of the wall? Well, there's a spot in the middle, and it's, uh, well, it's at the bottom of the stairs. Right. And there's a spot in the middle. That's that's a new spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have the box. It's away from the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain, but... It's, it appears as if the concrete has um, like bubbles. It, it's it's colored like with bubbles, like something. It's weird. So I don't know what is causing this. If <laughs> that's the best I can do to okay. explain it. All right. It, All right. So I guess at this point, so the the what I'm understanding is you had them come put insulation in the rim joist, which is above the foundation. So yes. there's no way that I can you know make a connection between that insulation installation and water in the basement. Now that seepage uh, coming up. I mean, we haven't gotten a ton of... Well, we did get some rain we did, last yeah. week. Yeah. And, right. And the, the amazing thing is that one... Uh, I'm very bad as far as remembering when. Um, but I think three storms before the one we had, it was torrential rain, mm-hmm. torrential rain. Mm-hmm. And we had nothing. Hmm. And then a, a week later, a couple of days later, that's when this had happened. Mm. Um, so it's a conundrum, yeah. that's for sure. So a couple things that I want you to check before you, I mean, you know, ultimately, I suppose I would just call Permaseal to come out and take a look at it. Again, I don't know, I don't, I can't make a connection between the two things that happened, but perhaps, you know, you said that the sump pump is operating. But Correct. is the hose or wherever the water comes out, is that clogged or is there an obstruction there where it's not? No, eva- we, where where does that water go that comes from your sump pump? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> does it go into the it back? It goes outside. It goes, it goes to goes the backyard somewhere? Uh, yes. And it, we have a um, those big plastic... Um, like tubes, grates or something, right? And it spits right? it out, yeah. Okay. and you have seen it spit out water? Yes. Hmm, all right. Yes, I have seen it spit out water. Uh, um, the water coming up from the floor typically means that there's something mm-hmm. going on with the drain tile not handling the water below that uh, cement. And so mm. okay. it could be... Does, uh, can drain tile collapse? It can. Uh, it can it get clogged? It can. Does is the sump pump pit perhaps um, you know dirty where the intake of the pump itself is clogged and it's not moving as much water? That's something that can happen as well. Uh, I mean, at this point, oh, all that, of all of those things could be checked, and it's either something you could do yourself. Or you could call like a perma seal to come back and do and and do it a quick check on all that. Okay, okay, I could do that. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's. But if you're uh, gonna if you're gonna take the if you're gonna take the sump pump out, you need to unplug it, 
there should be a check valve, right? right? Where so the the hose clamp or something at the bottom closer to the pump, that's what you're going to loosen. It's going to hold the water up above so that it doesn't spill all over you. And if you pull that pump out of the pit, clean the pit and clean the bottom of the pump and make sure that that's not full of debris. If you find that that's full okay. of debris, it could be that yeah, the pump is running. And maybe it's spitting out a little bit of water, but it's not spitting up enough, right? We need more volume of water. Uh huh. And I would start. Okay. That's what I would start with. All right. And then the other, the okay. other, the one other thing to check is on the outside any downspouts mm-hmm. that are around the perimeter of your home. Make sure that they're, they, they're flowing. That they're flowing and flowing away from the home. Yes, they are. Okay. All right. They are. So then start with that pump. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate you All calling. All right. Well, thank you for taking my call. You got it. Thank you so much for calling. 857-557-4, Lou, 857-557-4568. It's 719 in the morning. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Okay. So uh, real quick, I was listening to John Williams yesterday, and he was talking about, um, you know, things that parents or whatever, you tell your kids, like, oh, no, don't do that, you know. Like if you stick your finger in your mouth and you know you make a funny face, you're gonna your face is gonna stick that way, right? Or um, you know don't eat your ice cream too fast, or you're gonna get a headache, right? Is there anything like that, Lindsay? You tell your girls that you know that's uh, you know. Some... I mean, I was told like if you stand too close, to the, if you watch TV too close, right? Your, eye, your, your eyes will cross, or right. Um, Andy, Don, anything that you remember as a kid that people told you? Uh, Santa's watching. That was a big one. Santa's watching. The yep. Elf on the Shelf. Oh yeah, is a very important thing that you have to uh, have to remember. But Santa is always watching. Oh, I think yeah. that's actually true. And, yeah, uh, that is true. Right. Behave. Right. My mom told me she was allergic to peas, but like whenever we would eat, I like I don't want to eat my peas. Well, you're not eating your peas, Mom. Well, I'm right. allergic to them. Oh, well, right. she really wasn't. Yeah. Well, so she people was... were calling in, and one one lady said that she, you know, like was always worried. This was crazy. She called in and said that, um, you know, she didn't want her kids to run into the street. You know, like don't run into the street. And she took her out to the street. And you know how, like, when the trucks, the garbage trucks come, maybe it spills a little oil, and there's a little oil stain in the road. Mm. She took him out there and said, you see that stain? That's where a child went in the street, got run over. <laughs> and, like, showed him all oh, the stains. My God. Oh <laughs> John's my like, God. you're going to go to, you're going to hell for saying that. <laughs> she goes, Lord. She goes. all my kids made it to adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they never that. ran in the street. That's but illegal. so then I was thinking about all these different kind of Things that you think they're like the things that your mother told you, and I was reminded of a skit by a famous comedian. Now, now Andy's going to remember, okay. but the comedian's name is Don Novello. Anybody know who that is? I don't know if I remember Don Novello. Don Novello played Father Guido Sarducci uh, now I don't know on Saturday about. Night Live. Yep. Now, Father Guido Sarducci, for those that don't know, maybe Don Kleppen doesn't know, was this fictitious guy. He was a priest, and he. Uh, gave all this funny, you know, information, right? Gotcha. And he was on, like, when Saturday Night Live started, like, in 1978, and then, again, in the 80s. And this character was uh, very famous, and uh, and he did a bit that I remembered about a lot of these things that we think are things that our mother told her, when, in fact, it came from someone else. Take a listen. The commandments we never knew. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. From Father... Guido Sarducci. (laughs) 
Oh my God! If you start to Google all the stuff with Father Guido Sarducci, he was—he's Don Novello is Italian, but he's like from Ohio. It's a, this was his character that he did. I, I was looking at it, uh, images of big mustache. Oh my God! And he was so hat. he had the big like broom handle mustache. Yeah. And he you know had he looked like well, he was dressed up like a priest doing these bits. And so, in fact, there are more than ten commandments, and one is when you use the Q-tip, don't just on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go poking inside, right? So those are, anyway, That I thought that was really funny, and it just com- completely came to my mind when uh, John was talking about it yesterday. Listen to the John Williams Show uh, Monday through Friday, uh, starting at uh, 10 a.m. until uh, 2. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines and talk with uh, Vicky, who's in Glen Ellen. Hi, Vicky. Glass, we get in and make it like a hot house. Oh, Vicky's made. She's um, Vicky. Where you grow? Yeah, I didn't hmm. ask him. I don't know that I want. Hey, Vicky, are you there? Hey, Vic. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. How may I help you? Love listening to you. Luke. Thank you. Um, my question. I'm going to put my phone on higher. Sure. Um, my question is about a sliding door that I have. It's 46 inches wide, and um, we've done, like you've mentioned, opening the bottom part and trying with a screwdriver to adjust the rollers mm-hmm. and so forth. But what it really, I think, needs is to be taken off the um, the run, the rail yeah. and um, maybe put new rollers. And I... I have tried in my area to find somebody, but I haven't been able to find anybody that could come out and do this. And I wondered if you could suggest or how I could go about finding somebody to do this job. So the door itself is in fine shape, but it just doesn't open and it's close. It's wonderful shape, yes. yes. It just doesn't and open and close. But it's old. Yeah, right. That's nothing, nothing wrong with being old. Um, so <laughs> that door, just so you kind of understand how it works, is that adjustment on those rollers that you were trying, if you lift the roller, so you turn the screwdrivers the other way so that the rollers come up into the door, then you would grab the door on both sides and you would lift it up, pop the bottom out, and that's how the door comes out. Just so you understand uh-huh. the process. Um, you okay. need you need someone like a handyman service in your area that could do something like this. They're probably going to have to pop the door off, pull the rollers off to then go find uh-huh. to go find them to see you know if there's a compatible set that they can find. You don't know the you don't happen to know the manufacturer of the sliding door. Do I you? do know the man- manufacturer. I believe it's Gentech. Okay. Do they offer any parts for it? Um, Have you looked online? How old is no, the door? And actually, I couldn't find them in online. Okay. Gentech. Okay. Um, I mean, that with a lot of so, these doors... The company was... Go ahead. Pardon me? Go ahead. The, the, um, the Gentech was the name of the door that I put down, and it was Windows 1, which is no longer in business, that uh, installed the patio mm-hmm. door. Okay. Um, so I would, I would go to, do you have a pen or a pencil? Yes, I have it handy. All right. Go to N-A-R-I, N-A-R-I dot org. 
and that's the National Association okay. of the Remodeling Industry. Plug in your zip code. Yeah. Find a handyman service okay. that works uh, in you're in Glen you're in Glen Ellen, right? And uh, works yes. in that area to see if there's someone that can help you with this project because it's a handyman type of job where they're going to pop this thing off, put the new okay. rollers on, and and, and go from there. They're just going to have to locate. The, the hardware is fairly universal on this stuff, so it shouldn't be that difficult okay. to find. Um, but just finding okay. the right person to do this job, I think the Nary website would be a good place. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 7.31 in the morning. Hey, when we come back, it's our new Tulu 2 to help keep you organized on your job site in a bunch of different areas as well. Right now, it's time for WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Um, I'm a, I want to play the Noodaloo 2 for you because I think it's a really cool um, item for, you know, well, a whole bunch of things. I actually, had I thought about this 25 years ago, basically invented this, but mine was more rudimentary. Well, just take a listen. Ever been on a job site and need some place to write or do a little bit of work and you just can't find anything that's flat or like a desk or that can hold all your stuff? Our new Tulu 2 this week just might help. The Plan Station is a heavy-duty, portable standing desk and workstation that provides an instant and efficient place to work for building sites, home offices, garages, workshops, or any place where portable workspace is needed. You can fold it right up and install it at any height and hangs easily wherever your work takes you. When you first get it, you open it up and you need to insert two pieces of 24 by 48 inch plywood. This is not included. This will act as kind of the backbone to the workstation. Hang it on the wall, then open it up by just unfolding it really and voila! You have an instant workspace with a variety of storage compartments in different sizes. You can store your files, folders, tablets, mail, business cards, pens, calculator, cell phone, even a place to put your grande ice snow foam sugar-free latte. The plan station comes in two sizes, the pro size for a bigger workspace and mini for a smaller workspace. Plan Station is constructed of rugged fabric, so it's super durable and super sturdy. The Pro goes for 49 bucks and the Mini for 29 Get your life a little more organized. And be sure to check out the Plan Station on our YouTube House Smarts channel. Oh, hey, and while you're there, be sure to click the subscribe button. So what I used to do on the job site is I would take a piece of scrap plywood and the nail gun and nail a couple of 2x4s to the wall you know, while we were building, and then a couple of feet on the ground. And that would be the work when you put the blueprints there or whatever. Yeah. Inevitably, wherever you put it, then I had to move it. <laughs> right? Because we're like, oh, then we need to install that window now. You know, well, wait, I got, and so then I have to take it all down and then rebuild it. And I never quite got to the point of like, boy, if you can make this portable, this would be perfect. Because then, okay, we're working over here. Now I'm going to click it over here. I just wasn't thinking. All these good ideas that mm-hmm. I had 25 years ago, and now, you know, the people at PlanStation are making a fortune. Mm-hmm. All right. That's like my husband thought. He thinks he invented iTunes. He really missed missed the ball on that one. He invented iTunes? Is he that, like, like, Al Gore? Is that like Al Gore inventing the internet? Yeah. <laughs> he did like a report for school and college, and it was something similar. And everyone's like, no, that's never going to work. That's stupid. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Um, but my question with the plan station <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I mean, and this might be a stupid question, but like, where would I find the plywood to put it to you to put in there? The exact measurements. 
at the lumber yard. Because the plywood does not come with the yeah. workstation. Well, if you went to a lumber yard, you could, well, plywood comes in four by eight sheets, and what they want you to do is rip it down. So you'd have to buy a full sheet of plywood, and they would rip it for you. A lot of lumber yards offer that, but now you'd have two pieces, so you'd want to buy two plant stations. It's really, if well, you're you a two- builder, this makes a lot of uh, sense, right? Because you're on a job site, they got all kinds of plywood, and you take scrap plywood and you rip it, and that's it. But I love this you know, whole idea of, you know, the, the Chevy Silverado has this fancy tailgate. You remember that commercial where the guy's like, oh, look at me, the flex tailgate, and you can open it, and the guy goes, hey, Dad, and he's there like he's pretending oh, right, he's right, doing right. it. What are you doing? Hey, look, your daddy's work. He's like, wait, you work there? You know, that funny commercial, which is really funny. But you can't be out on the back of your tailgate when it's raining or snowing, right? So um, I like this idea. Go to our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash housemarkstv. Subscribe, and you can see the plan station. And it's pretty affordable. And uh, and what I love about it is you can just move it anywhere, which is pretty cool. 857-5574-LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines now and talk to Celeste, who's calling in from Racine, Wisconsin. Hi, Celeste. Hi, Lou. Say, um, I have a, had a shake roof replaced a few years ago okay. with dimensional shingles and that weren't as thick. And this left a gap in the cedar siding where the shingles met the, where the siding met the roof. Right. And so now the, the cedar is rotting out on the dormers. And wait, 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 wait. This? Wait, so when they took the um <clears throat> they took the cedar shake out. Now when you look at that spot, you do see flashing, correct? Yes. Right. Yes. But the edges so, that are coming down on an angle are starting to rot. Right. Okay. Where the, the cedar. Okay. Yeah. So what is the best way uh to replace it? What kind of siding would you use with wood being so expensive? It's in the back of the house, and I, I just don't know if I should use vinyl or cement. But the re- is, but wait, is the rest of the house cedar? The rest is cedar. How yeah. about how about instead of uh, instead of um, like replacing all the siding? If it were my house, um, what I would do in that situation, or what I would have done, this would have made a lot of sense for the roofer to do. I would measure up from. The, the new roof, and about three and a half inches, and on that same roof angle, I would snap a chalk line, cut that siding, a nice straight line going up the, the angle of the roof, and then install a piece of cedar trim under it that runs you know on the same angle that's elevated a little bit from the uh, shingles themselves to let the water have a place to go. But then you would caulk the end of the siding to that piece of trim and paint it the same color, and it'll look perfectly fine. Really? Really. Okay. (laughs) So we need a siding contractor, uh, but you're up in Racine. Right. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if like a Lindholm, although Lindholm Roofing does work over the border. I know they do work... 
uh, just in, in southeastern Wisconsin. I don't know that they go as far as Racine, um, but, okay. but a, a roofing siding contractor, I know there's a fair amount of roofing siding contractors in the Milwaukee area that could do this, okay. and this would be a, you know, a repair that you absolutely could do. Add a piece of cedar okay. trim. Say, hey, I just want you to cut this on an angle, put a piece of cedar trim, and paint it to match. And how many dormers are there? Or how many pieces? There's like four three. pieces. Three. Yeah. Three, do- three, three dormers, yeah. so six pieces of trim. Right? Because hmm. there's one on each really? side, right? What about some of I mean, some of it has, I mean, it's been maybe six years. So some of it. Well, I mean, they still make cedar siding, and and I think you could patch it all so that it matches. I just worry that if you did a vinyl or something like that, it's just not going to look the same. And this Mm -hmm. trick that I'm offering you, it's actually an architectural detail that you see on a lot of homes. So it isn't like you're... You're not creating something to be like, oh my gosh, what did she just do? It'll look... When it's all done, it'll look great. Okay. Okay. Makes sense? All right. I just don't know if they're going to find the wood. They, you know, the, they absolutely the will brook. find They will absolutely find okay. the wood. That's not an issue. Don't worry. Cedar siding, okay. cedar, I, cedar siding. Oh, no, cedar. I mean underneath the siding, uh, if, it's, if it's moldy oh, or rotten. Well, rotten. you won't. I mean, yeah. I can't determine that for you at this point, but no. uh, I think no. you'll probably be okay because the flashing goes up there. I'm a little disappointed in the roofer that they didn't do this then. So am I. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Um, All right, you got. Oh, I appreciate you it. Got your mar- you got your marching orders, Celeste. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. What What's going on? Well, my daughter has a home down in Bourbon A, and the, uh, in the bathroom there's a vent fan, you know, which most of them have. Uh, but in the winter months... That's one of the... Wait, wait, wait. She, wait, 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 wait. She lives in one of those fancy houses in Bourbon A. They got the, the, the exhaust fan in the bathroom. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Exhaust <laughs> fan right there. And it's... And, of course, it's right over the toilet, or fairly close. Sure. And when she turns it on in the wintertime, water drips from it. And she's thinking, oh, it's a broken pipe. I go, no, it's condensation. Mm -hmm. It's the warm air from the bathroom hitting the cool air in the attic and that. And she says, but it's so much. I go, well, there's a lot of moisture in in there. The question is, how do we get it to stop dripping? How do we fix this thing? Have you, uh, have you, Dennis? Have you been up in the in the attic space at all? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And and when you and have you looked at this the piping for the fan? Does it does the fan is the fan right there and then the pipe goes straight up? The fan is right there and there is no pipe going up into the like the roof line or anything like that. It just it exhausts right into the attic. Oh, we got to change that. That's the problem. So. Um, yeah. So a couple things. Um, I'm assuming that this bathroom where the fan is and the toilet is near an outside wall? Yeah, fairly close, yeah. Okay. And does she have an? Uh, does she have soffits or overhangs on the house? Uh, 
Yes, she does. Okay. Single story or two story? Uh, single story. All right. In the soffit, if you cut a hole right by where, you know, in kind of a straight line to where the fan is, <clears throat> there is an exhaust okay. there is an exhaust fan vent cover that can be put into the soffit and you screw it into the soffit. Now on the inside, okay. you'll have a uh, you know, like a pipe, a four-inch pipe, or four or three, depending on the size that you buy. And um, you're going to vent that fan to that outlet. By just dumping the wa- okay. the, the moisture, because it's all just sitting there, it's going to create a mildew and mold issue up there. So we got to correct that. Right. And, um, right. and so it may be that, you know, depending on where, which way the fan uh outlet is pointing you may have to either loop it around or if it's possible to spin the housing of the fan so it points directly the straighter the shot the shorter the run the more efficient the fan will be and okay i don't want you to go straight up because a lot of times if you say oh i could do it and cut it into the roof i think going in the soft would be easier running it horizontally pretty much ensures that it doesn't drip back and I'm sure what's happening is okay. the thing's not even opening it because it's full of insulation, so there's a damper on there, and it's just it's running, but the moisture's just sitting there, and that's why it's dripping all over her. Well, actually, I've been up there and I've seen it, and I took it apart from on inside. There, it does it. It does not have any piping or anything. It just it's an open fan yeah, yeah, yeah. that just exhausts directly <laughs> into the attic. So how about how about this? How about this? If you're going to do this project for your daughter, is this is that your plan? You could do this, or you hire somebody. I'm probably going to do it myself. Yeah. Buy her a new fan. Get a new Brone fan. Something that moves about 150. Okay. Get 150 CFMs or so. Put it in. Wire okay. it correctly. Point it in the right direction. Don't use a vinyl hose. Use an aluminum hose. Connect it to the vent, like I just kind of like on the back of a dryer, a hundred percent. And then once you get it all connected and it's working, I want you to insulate around that pipe so that it doesn't get cold in the winter okay. to avoid the condensation. And you should be able to solve that problem. Good thing to do this time of year before it gets really cold. Thanks so much for the phone call. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Here on this uh, radio station and uh, across the whole area, really, uh, Apt Appliance, you know, and uh, been around forever. And uh, we have been longtime uh, customers of it. When I was a builder, um, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, working with Apt, still do to this day. And uh, today, actually, is the retirement of a gentleman that uh, I have worked for, worked with rather, for over 30 years. He's a, uh, a salesman by the name of Ken Gruba, who has worked at Apt for 42 years. And Ken is just one of the nicest, smartest, hardest working people uh, within the industry that I've ever worked with. And uh, certainly Apt has a great reputation. Like any business, it's all based on the people that they have working there. And so I believe, if I'm right about this, today is Ken Gruba's last day after 42 years working at Apt. So if you happen to be going shopping at Apt, uh, find uh, Ken Gruba and say, uh, hey, congratulations on your retirement. He uh, He's one of these uh, terrific guys. Whenever I 
talk to him on the phone. He always calls me Louie. Hey, Louie. And uh, I'll get you this stuff out, bah, bah, bah. and it's always seamless, and it's always done right, and um, he's just a terrific guy. So, Ken, on your 42 years, of which 30 of them we've worked together, uh, I want to give you a big old hee-haw. Salute. There it is. Congratulations on your retirement. It's only up hill from here right meaning that you're going to enjoy yourself and have a great time uh really happy for you so if you're at app today say hey where's ken gruba and just say hey congratulations on your retirement see what he says 857-557-4lou 857-557-4568 is our phone number this is margaret calling from beverly hi margaret you're on house smarts radio yes good morning thank you for taking my call last winter I was inundated with mice. Hmm. I have a bi-level home, uh, an attic, a main floor, and a half basement. And I'm a good housekeeper, so <laughs> I have no idea how and why. I've never had them in my life, and I've been in the house over 25 years. Now, I've had four men look to see, are there any spots where they came in? They can find nothing. We checked several spots that possibly might be, but that's a no-no. So I called a big company that everybody would know about mm-hmm. and paid them quite a bit. They came. All they did is put in, uh, I believe it was six mouse traps in various places, the basement, the main floor. Well, he said, no, we can't do anything uh, in the attic because um, uh, they would die up there and uh, uh, then you'd have more problems. I mm-hmm. said, okay. So then he came back and he took the traps. He did collect two mice. I gave up and was disgusted, so I went and I bought uh, the safe health ones um, that uh, you can collect the mice and then throw them out in the in the grass or something, and uh, that didn't work. And then I tried um, um, peppermint and things that natural things that didn't work. The only thing that worked were glue traps. I caught twenty three mice in less than a month. And now uh, there are no mice, except last week I noticed again maybe the droppings of one or two right in my kitchen, nowhere else. What can I do? What I did was buy poison this time. Mm. I have poison on my countertops. Nothing, of course, on the floor because I have a little dog. I put the, uh, the poison out every night about just before bedtime and collect it in the morning, get rid of it, put it in a bag, put it out again at night. I have collected no mice. What can I do? Okay. So we need to change the whole approach to this thing. Uh, First of all, I don't want you using any baits or any poison inside the house. You need to start using repellents in the house, and you're going to use any baits on the outside of the house. Now, we have to determine where these mice are coming from. So whatever this big company is that isn't figuring this all out is really concerning to me because a a mouse can get in a hole the size of a dime okay so the holes can be very small there are several repellents that are natural that you can use inside the home <clears throat> bonide makes one called um mouse magic and they also make one called rat magic there's another company called fresh cab that makes these 
sachets that you put in the <laughs> you put in and around the home to repel them that that peppermint thing that you spoke of it's kind of that smelling as well now on the outside is where we're going to use the the uh, baiting and try and draw them out but we need to determine where they're coming in so if for some reason there's some separation in the siding or a hole in the brick or uh, whatever um, might be there, you need to, in particular, bait areas. And one of the tricks is if you find a gap, take a little newspaper and stick it in that hole and then put the bait on the outside, repellent on the inside. The next day, if you see that that paper has been taken out, that means the mice are coming in and out of there. Don't seal it up just yet. Keep baiting it and put the paper there until the paper doesn't come out of the hole, which means that they ate the bait on the outside. And then you can patch the hole. But you need to do this now before it gets really cold to try and eliminate this problem. And it sounds like you just need a better exterminator than one of the big people um, there, there's one that you hear on WGN radio called Rose Extermination. They've been around for a very long time. It's a very well-regarded company, and um, they're local. They're not uh, a big national company. And they, I used to do business with them 30 years ago, and they're still around, and they still do a very nice job. And if you need professional help, they, that might be the place to go. Okay. All right. All right. We'll we'll try that then. Yeah. Do not uh, use now, any. You, don't. You mentioned you. Go ahead. You mentioned these things, but what company uh, makes the um, the fresh cab or the what company was it? Well, Bonide Bonide makes a product called Mouse Magic and Rat Magic. Oh, so you're where are you? Bonide. Yeah, you're in Beverly. There's an Ace down there. They will sell that. They'll also sell the product okay. called. Fresh Cab, which Lindsay, the company that makes Fresh Cab, is like Healthy Wise Earth, 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 Earth Kind. Earth, Earth Kind, thank you. Yeah, Earth Kind is the name of the company that makes Fresh Cab. All right, good. Thank you. All right, repellents thank on. You very much. Repellents on the inside, baits and traps, or baits rather, on the outside. You don't. You want to repel them, and when they're like, "Oh, I don't smell that." Oh, but there's food out here. And that's the way you're going to uh, solve the problem. All right, it's 8.18 in the morning. Guess what? It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. What's going yeah, on? I bought uh, a nightstand online, and now I'm kind of sorry because on the box, it's warning about uh, carcinogens and uh, other things. So I'm wondering, is all of the products like that now? Just about everyone has some, well, so a lot of these products, you may notice when you get them, they will have some warning typically that has to do with the state of California. And probably it it says, right, according to the state of California, this product has Carson known, blah, blah, blah. And California has some of the most stringent uh, requirements as it pertains to that. So... Most manufacturers, because they want to be able to ship it to you know all fifty states, will include that um, that language in the material. Now, is this a piece of furniture that you're going to assemble? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm worried about. I'm going to have some poor soul assemble it for me, and I don't well, want to. 
one thumb exposed. No, I think that, well, that's very kind of you. I think that the risk is very low. What I would typically do with anything that has a label like that is I would, you know, for instance, if you, do, you, do you have a garage? No, I live in a condo. Okay. Well, so, if, do, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a balcony? No, okay. no, I have a deck that overlooks the lake, but I can't, I think, uh... No, but you have a, but in other words, but you, but you have an outdoor area or no, connected to your condo? No. Well, yeah, yeah, but, um, well, I guess I can take it to the other house and put it in the yard. No, this is, this is my, this, this is my advice. Put it together. And if you, the biggest thing with any of this material is when you take it out of the box, it's been wrapped up for shipping in like a plastic. There's a, you know, right. a phenomenon called off-gassing. Any new product, if you get new carpeting, you know, that's, that they talk about low VOC or no VOC. When you first put the carpeting in there, you know, it smells like, oh my gosh, it's new carpeting. It's amazing. Well, there's chemicals in there that it, it, it's starting to dry out and to breathe. So with a cabinet like this, there's no risk in touching or putting this together for anybody, in my opinion. But um, then when you put it all together, just let it sit out in the open air or in an open area or even next to your sliding door with the door open and let the fresh air mm-hmm. come through so the thing breathes and what's known as off-gassing for 24 hours before you put it in your bedroom. Okay. All right, but oh, I would I not, I would not, I really use. yeah, and I would just keep a window open, get some fresh air in there. I would not be overly concerned about this. This is something that's very common with products and in particular things that, um, you know, the state of California requires when you put these things in there. Thanks for your call. This is Greg calling in from Lyle. Hey, Greg, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Morning. I was calling regarding my basement which is an unfinished basement and not that i have any plans to redo the whole thing but i've seen pictures where basements have been painted white on those concrete walls okay and i was looking for your opinion on uh what needs to be done to prep the walls and maybe the product to use to paint the walls that are in a basement so if you're just going to paint the concrete walls and 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 your basement is fairly dry, you don't have any moisture on the walls at all? No, I don't. And Permaseal did fix my basement 10 or 11 years ago, and it's been perfectly dry ever since. Okay. So what I would do is take a... Um, like a broom or a hand scrub brush or something like that and brush off the walls, the concrete, okay? And get any right. of the larger debris or, you know, dust that could be on that wall. I would probably take a bucket of spick and span. You can still buy spick and span in a powder with some warm water and a sponge. You don't have to rinse it. Just a dilution of water and a cleaner. Wash the wall down. Let it dry. And then there is a basement paint that's been around for a very long time that's very effective that comes in white. It can be tinted if you want it, called dry lock. And uh, dry dry lock is a paint you'll find at a paint store or a um, hardware store. 
tape off the floor, you know, so that you, uh, right. you know, you have a nice clean line and maybe use a, a drop cloth, whatever, and just roll right. the walls. Get a very uh, thick nap roller, you know, like probably a one inch nap roller and roll the walls. It'll, it'll suck up, you know, in particular, the first coat, it'll really suck up the paint. And so when you get done, you can decide whether or not you want a second coat or not. And uh, it'll look, you know, if it, the walls are dry and they've never been painted before, it will immediately brighten up the space just by putting the white on the walls. That's what I was hoping to do, brighten yeah. the place up. Down yeah, there. yeah. The other thing you can do, too, uh, so go in ahead. Essence, so, in essence, stick and span is my prep for the walls and then go with this paint. You're done. As soon as it's dry. Probably take twenty four hours, you okay. know, or maybe probably so overnight. There's no, so there's no primer paint that you would not put for, on before you put on. Not for what you're coat. doing. the 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 dry lock is kind of a self priming paint, and you'll be done. Got it. My second question had to do with something you talked about once before regarding squeaky hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, it had to do with using powder. Correct. In some way. You use and, uh, so I have my problem is limited into where the squeak is in my kitchen area, um, but uh, I'm trying to see if there's some magical way mm-hmm. to uh, <laughs> reduce this crack this uh, this noise in the floor. Take the powder, baby powder, and sprinkle it over the area where you've got the squeak. Wrap a little chunk of two by four in a rag and put that over the top of the floor flat, and then take a hammer and bang down, not like, you know, like bang, bang, like a nail, but really like a, almost like a dead blow. So when you hit it, you know, you, you push down. What you're trying to do is force the powder in between the tongue and the groove and potentially reset some of the nails a little bit on the wood there. And you have about a 50-50 chance of this working and then you just wipe up okay. you just wipe up the powder with a damp rag when you're done and uh it should you know i've done this trick a lot and it works more times than not okay so this is kind of like magic that we do this well uh sometimes the magic doesn't work that's correct so give, give it give it a shot and see if it works out for you all right it's 8:30 in the morning when we come back we're going to talk with my friends over at wet and forget that's coming up right after this report of news with Don Kleppen. My most favorite product in the whole wide world is Wet and Forget. And uh, actually, we weren't going to talk about this, but I was just using the other day uh, Miss Muffet's Revenge, which is an amazing spider spray, which I don't know how they came up with that. I have to imagine that it was something that they just stumbled upon. Joining me on the phone line is Adam Smith, who's the vice president of sales over at Wet and Forget. Adam, uh, good morning and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Uh, good morning, Lou. Thanks for having us. It's all always great to be on with you. All right. Tell me about the spider spray because I, I'm using it and I really do see a huge difference when I use this product. It, it's pretty amazing, Miss Muffet's Revenge. A, the name is great. People right. see it, they get it, they understand <laughs> right. it. And, and I've always said that if you have a spider problem or a mouse problem or a roach problem, you gravitate towards a product that says for mice, for roaches, for whatever. So we wanted to lean this product towards um, spiders only. 
because uh, people don't like spiders. I, right. I know they're good for the environment. Right, right, they're right. Good, but not everybody likes them. And uh, the amazing thing is, is the reviews that we get on this product are unbelievable. Um, the package is comfortable to use. Um, our trigger sprayer will shoot about 10 feet. So you don't have to get real close to the little fellas to, you know, create that barrier and, um, or, or kill the spiders. So you can, you can do it um, from an arm's distance away. Right. And then it seems to also keep, so once you spray it, obviously it eliminates it, but it keeps them for a while from coming back. So a lot of people like on the yeah. front porch, right, they get these spider webs under the front porch in the corner, drives yep. them crazy. It, and it, it, right. It's like a couple weeks and they're not back for a while. Well, we should get about a year. If you're using it indoors or an area that's not going to get direct weather on it, um, you're going to get about a year out of it. Wow. Okay? Um, one, of the favorite, one of my favorite places to apply it is in my basement um, along the sill plate. If, you, if your basement is not finished yeah. and you can get to your sill plate around there um, and then your egress window as well. Um, those are great because those are just areas that spiders are able to get in. Um, so on the inside of your house, that's, that's the optimal place to uh, apply it. Um, on the outside, like you mentioned, your front porch, you have your carriage lights, you have your porch light. And, you know, if it's covered, you're going to get a much, much longer use out of the product. And if you put it in an area that's going to get some weather on it, rule of thumb for me, next time you get um, a spider web, that's when you know you need to apply Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it seems for me, I was using, I've been using it outside, and uh, I, I, I know that an area that I sprayed about a couple weeks ago, and I was looking at it, normally it's covered with spider webs, and I just saw one, so that's a good one. When we get done to, uh, today, I'm going to go spray a little more. <laughs> oh, fantastic! All right, so that's the that's the uh, Miss Muffet's revenge, which I, which I love. But I do want to talk about um, wet and forget. Obviously, people hear the ads here on WGN all the time, and and they know that I'm a big fan of it. People literally come up to me and say, "Hey, I love that wet and forget you talk about," which is always nice uh, to hear. I've noticed now, because we've had so much heat and the rain has been, you know, crazy, there's a lot of algae, there's a lot of moss, there's a lot of staining going on, and the game changer for you guys over the past few years has been this um, extreme reach hose end. Talk a little bit about that. It it sure has. This this was a product that took some time for us to develop, and there was a couple reasons. First reason is, is a lot of hose ends, you can't necessarily get to the second story of your home or to your roof if you have a two-story home. So one of the first things we did when we designed it, we wanted to try to get upwards of 30 feet, okay? Hmm. And the second um, tenant that we were looking for was to get around 2,000 square feet or more, okay? So that'll spray up to 2,000 square feet. In a lot of cases, you will get more than that. Um, because there's a lot of competitive products or a few competitive products, um, that do much, much less square footage on than the what co- forget, on the coverage, coverage yeah. stream reach. So it's a much better value in the marketplace. Plus you get the same great results as with the original wet and forget. So those are the two tenants that we really, really strive for a, to make it simple for you to get to the second store of your home. Um, and secondly, to get that uh, square foot coverage without having to buy multiple bottles. Right. And, you know, up to 2,000 square feet or more, you can do a pretty good area with that. Um, 
one of the things that I think is important, and, and this is true of any of the wet and forget products on the exterior, right? Whether you're, it's a concentrate that you're using in a pump sprayer, which is kind of how you guys started. But with the, sure. with the Extreme Reach hose end, because it is powerful, it's really mm-hmm. important to pre-treat areas around the home, right? Because how wet yep. and forget works is, I mean, if, if you were to get it on the lawn in a concentrated level, that would be a p- problematic. So it's, it's, it's pretty simple to pre-treat. Right. For, for the most part with that, you'll have, a, you'll have a, an offsetting, a water setting, and then a setting for the active ingredient. So before you apply it, just always hose everything down, your plants and shrubs and so on. And if you get a lot of product on there, you just rinse them down when you're done. Um, for the most part, um, your, your plants are going to be pretty safe if, if you don't get a lot on there. Right. And again, cover them up, hose them down prior to and after, and you'll be fine. Um, you know, the, the product that, you know, one thing I didn't mention is it's great for like your patio or your driveway, large areas you get done in minutes, mm. not hours. That's the nice thing because it puts so much product out and there's the adjustable fan tip on there. So you can do for your driveway and patios and things like that. What about, um, you know, we, we, when we've got a lot of heat and direct sunlight, um, you you'll get more production out of the product right if you're if you're avoiding direct sunlight because it'll evaporate uh, more quickly correct right i always tell people best time to apply it's very first thing in the morning um even if you p- apply it at six or seven o'clock at night when it's co- when the outside is cooled down the structure like your roof your siding or your patio your deck they absorb so much heat throughout the day that those areas are still warm. It kind of takes all night for them to cool down. So I always, at this, especially this time of year, I recommend people do it first thing in the morning um, when the surface is clear. Because if you apply it and you don't give it a chance to dwell on the surface, mm. it's going to evaporate too quickly and it's not going to be as effective. Yeah. And then one other thing that I think is important to touch on, too, is, um, you know, we hear it in the ads all the time because you can literally use it on almost any exterior surface. But that is a, a, a function of the pH that Correct. is in this, right? And, and that's important for people to understand because a lot of the cleaning products that are out there are pretty harsh and can damage the exterior of the home. They are. Many, many of the bleach-type products will have a pH of 12 or 13 or even higher in some cases. Wet and Forget has a pH of 8. So that's why you can use it on canvas and, you know, uh, any outdoor surface that you want. So brick, concrete, stucco, aluminum, vinyl, painted surfaces, metal surfaces. If you don't get some of those highly caustic um, products off those surfaces, you're going to have a big problem. Yeah, um, right. Especially with the bleaching-type products, especially if you get it on bare metal and you don't rinse it off properly, um, you can have you can have some, some big problems down the road. Yeah, it's really good stuff, and I, I know people know it all the time. One of the other ones that has become one of my favorites is the um, moving inside is the wet and forget shower. I mean, you and I have known each other a long time, and I remember when when wet and forget first came out, you know, people were saying, "Well, can I use it in my shower?" And we're like, "No, no, no, you can't." Like the regular stuff on the outside, and you listened to what your customers were saying, and then developed a shower product. That's exactly right. Um, you know. In, in in your shower, you have soaps come in body oil. 
um, that builds up in there. And a lot of times that's where it can be a substrate for molds and things to start to grow. Um, and again, kind of going, trying to make things easier for you, um, we developed Wet and Forget Shower, which is a weekly shower spray. And I always like to say, if you have to do something daily, it's called a job. <laughs> right. And so if you do it once a week, it's not so much of a job. Right. So with our product, you, you apply it once a week, you're going to spray today, and you're going to rinse tomorrow. And one thing I should mention, we are just starting to shift, so it's not everywhere yet. So give, give it a little bit of time. Okay. Um, we now have our new fresh scent, Wet and Forget Shower. Oh. So it's just hitting the market now. So if you go look for it, it may not be there, but give it a little bit of time, and um, you will be able to find the fresh scent in the marketplace. Well, I know that you're constantly developing new products, and I think that when you go to the hardware store or the home center, you'll see a bunch of different things uh, that are on the wet and forget. One of the one of the things that I thought was so funny early on when you first were launched here in the U.S. is that you always had a sense of humor about the mixing of the bottles and you used to hang these tags on there to say, just oh, sure. follow, just follow the instructions, you know, like don't over, you know, people think like, well, if it says to use a cup, I bet if I use two cups, that's better. And it's not. You got to follow the instructions. And uh, obviously yep. with the hose end, you made it super easy because it basically mixes itself. So. Adam, where do where do people find out uh, you know more about all the different products that Wet and Forget makes and and retailers and things yeah. like that? So um, you can go to wetandforget.com um, to learn more about the products. Um, if you're on Facebook, I would suggest going to the Wet and Forget Crew page, mm. and we have over twenty five thousand uh, members on that page. And you need an answer? You have a question? Put it on there, and people will answer them for you. Um, one thing, Lou, I'm not sure if you've been on there lately, but we're seeing a lot of headstone before and after images. Oh, yeah. So people are using our ready-to-use product to clean headstones. And That's one of, That is one of the sweetest, most um, beautiful uses of your product. You make a pre-mixed product with that sprayer that's yeah. very similar with a bunch of different product lines that you have. Yeah. And for those that want to honor those that have gone before us, you can take it out to uh, a cemetery and spray it. And then literally the next time you come and visit your loved one, the headstone's going to look beautiful. The results are amazing. And I I encourage people to go to the Wet and Forget Crew Facebook fan page to see them. Because the nice thing about it, that's coming from the customer. Yeah, it's not coming from wet and forget. These are people that are actually using the product. What a and, cool, and that, that's the yeah, what a cool thing that you know. Maybe you guys anticipated that, maybe you didn't, but um, that's got to make you all at wet and forget feel pretty good. It really does, especially when you get the stories. Um, yeah. These headstones have been out there forever, and people forget about them. The families are gone, and you have a group of people that literally go out to make sure that people know who these people are. Yeah, and the beautiful. stories on there are pretty touching. That's beautiful. Adam Smith is the vice president of sales over at Wet and Forget, one of my all-time favorite products in the world. Uh, Adam, it is always nice to uh, speak with you. you want to learn more, go to wetandforget.com or go to their Facebook page uh, and just search out Wet and Forget. I hope you have a great rest of your morning. Thanks, Lou. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. I'm, dentistry. Uh, what's that? Uh, dentistry. Dentistry. <laughs> it might take a little longer to be the dentist. Hair. 
Yeah, I can do the hair. Right? I mean, you, you, hair it's a, dyeing, hair styling, look, you name it, Lou. You know, I say this all the time for all you people getting close to retirement, right? And uh, my friend uh, Joe Wisniewski gave me this advice, and I use it all the time when I talk to people who are thinking about retiring. you got to be able to answer yes to the three H questions. Do you have enough? Have you had enough? And do you have something to do? I got plenty to do. Right? Hair, nose stuff, angioplasty for your nose. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the dentistry, that that's too much of a reach. I'm going to stick to trying to learn to play the guitar. Then, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And then I could just, you know, me, you know, just a strummer. Just those three chords that you gave me, right? G, C, and D. That's it. Just those three chords. That's all I need. You can do it. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Let's see if we can get a really quick call in here. Uh, This is uh, Tracy in Arlington Heights. Tracy, how can I help you? Hi, Lou. Um, Thank you for taking my call. We love your show. Um. I have a range hood that drips grease onto the stovetop, mm. and we replaced the the unit a few years ago, thinking that the old unit was just didn't have good grates or or something, and it's still happening. So I, I'm wondering, is it grease that's built up in the the vent pipe, or or what? should I do to try to fix this? Yeah, I would probably do, um, you know, take those uh, covers out, get wash those with a degreaser. It's a product called uh, Crud Cutter, which is a very good degreaser. And if you wear some leather gloves and where that pipe is, because there'll be sharp edges, if you can get up in there and spray the, wet, the uh, Crud Cutter in there, let it sit there for a good half an hour. And then get some rags that you don't care about and start to wipe that pipe. And you should get that oozy, greasy, nasty stuff out of there. Spray it again. Let it sit for a half an hour. And then get the rest of it with a rag. And um, I think you'll you'll probably solve that problem. And just anywhere that you see a grease buildup on the rim of the exhaust hood, anywhere like that, Crud cutter, a bunch of rags, leather gloves so you don't cut yourself, and you should be able to solve that problem. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 8.58 in the morning. We'll be right back. Cannabis man with a cape? (laughs) Cannabis man. You got it. I'm still uh, waiting on back order for that cape. Had a very interesting conversation with a friend of mine, and this is a very interesting, uh, and and perhaps this is, maybe you've already covered this on your podcast, but... um, so I have a friend of mine who uh, is has a a, a, a parent mm-hmm. who was addicted to opioids. Oh, you yep. know, part of that whole for years and years and years, like doctors prescribing it for pain, and eventually they were able to wean uh, his parent from that using uh, CBD to control the pain. Yes, sir. Yeah, but the stigma because the person was a little older. Was, you know, the whole, oh, marijuana, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know. Reefer madness. Reefer madness, right, from Dragnet and, you know, whatever. But um, it was very interesting in how it um, 
how it came to be. And I, I think there's a lot of examples of people that that has worked. Oh, totally. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a great point. And one of my guests, uh, Dr. Grice, he's uh, he's actually a joint uh, pain management guy for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he was he led a study that said in the states that legalize medical cannabis, the opioid use drops off a cliff. It's crazy. Mm. And I mean, then there's a difference, right, between the the cannabis and then the the CBD, right? It, there it's is. Ba- in yeah. the, the, a lot of people are worried about, well, I don't want to, you know, quote, you know, be high type of thing where a lot of that can be controlled and you can still have the pain management. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You you, you hit it right on the head. Um, my recent guest this past week, he was just talking about how THC, which is the intoxicating part of it, uh, and CBD, they basically have opposite effects. And so mm. THC is kind of the thing that people use to, to feel high, like an alcohol. And right. CBD is the stuff with all these medical benefits. And there there really is no kind of intoxication from it. Hmm. He had told a story last night about the fact that, and I, it must have been, it was, it was, this is years ago. So I think it was, you know, maybe the separation of the two wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And he was, he was testing to see what kind of effects it would be before he tried to get, you know, convince his parent on this. Mm-hmm. And he had like some kind of oil with, you know, what I guess was ground up marijuana in the oil, mm-hmm. you know, like olive oil or something. And he'd put it on a Ritz cracker. <laughs> and he would eat it. Yeah. And it would kind of, and then he was seeing and he's like, you know, and then finally it I just didn't feel anything, he said. And then one day I, I think I made a mistake. I took the whole dropper and I put it on the cracker and then I ate it. And then his wife said that she had walked into the bathroom and he was just standing there staring at the mirror. <laughs> and evidently they just took the test a little too far. Right, right. Yep. That is that self-experimentation. There's stories like that all throughout the history, man. But, but the, the end of the story is that they were able to break the addiction, which I think is pretty cool. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, something that's more natural and something that, you know, as we learn more of that you can um you can certainly perhaps you know find the benefits for you which which i think is cool yes sir yeah it's cool to have an alternative especially with yeah. like this opioid crisis and stuff the op- it's, it's crazy the mm-hmm. opioid thing is just nuts yes sir. absolutely nuts uh, all right, eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six and i'm assuming that none of us were the winners in the illinois lottery because we're all still here right, right. yes That's, exactly this is true yeah yeah That's it's the a bummer <laughs> It's a bummer. Mm. We're all still here. Mm. Well, keep. You, you know what? You know what I find interesting about the lottery. I don't play. Do, do any of you play I regularly? Not, not this. Not, one, regularly. not this recent one. No, I right. haven't in a while. And I mean, what's crazy is, you know, okay, it's a billion dollars, right? And you're like, well, yeah, I'm going to buy one of those. You know, every week it's like ten million dollars. Yeah, like that's not enough, <laughs> right? You know what right. I mean? Like, how much do you do you really want? A hundred. I don't want a hundred billion dollars. I would do ten million, and then I would still not show up and never call any of you again. <laughs> right. No, I would. This is, I would. This is the third time I've played in a row because of the the big jackpot. And I got an email from the lottery after the first one says you're a winner, and it deposited two dollars into my account. Oh. The Whatever. Second I'll time, take it. yeah, I got a you're a winner, twelve dollars. No Going way. Up. Yeah. Going up. Uh, I got a no such email this time around. <laughs> so, oh, and the mortal words of meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Right, and you're the right, right, exactly. And you're you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, this could be like a trend, right? Three, the third one, three's <laughs> yeah, the right. charm. This is, this is it. Hey, what happened time, to right? Andy? Well, yeah. he's gone. See ya. <laughs> right. I mean, your chances are probably were well, they are better, right? The smaller the 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, what was it like one in three hundred million or something crazy like that? Yeah. So yeah, this many. You know, it's like why not just if you're going to play, ten million is enough or whatever it is. Yeah, just take that. I'm not even getting paid by the lottery. (laughs) Right. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Is that you? (laughs) It works. Funny. I'm playing. Play. I was pick up the phone line, and I got the. Uh, let's try this now. Uh, that's funny. This is Frank in Park Ridge. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Lou. I've got a uh, question regarding siding on a uh, top level of a split level house. Uh, we got maybe another three or four, no more than five years here, but it's badly in need of a paint job paint job seems to last eight, nine years. Uh, question is, would it be more feasible to put siding on um, and if, rather than painting? And if so, um, I understand there's this new fiber cement board. Some mm. neighbor down the street has gotten, I think, a siding called Hetty Board. Hardy Board. And... Uh, Hardly born, okay, mm-hmm. and and or I guess traditional was vinyl. So, question is, uh, would we be better off painting or siding, given our future here? And B, if we do with vinyl or this new type of siding, uh, be advisable. So you know the the issue there um, for you, Frank, is that you know painting it. Obviously, you know you're going to spend. I don't know, you know. Seven eight thousand dollars to have it painted, maybe more, right? And wow, what well, I didn't think are, it was that. Are we, ta- are we talking the whole house or just the uh, no, so- well, it's a split level? The lower level is brick, the upper level is frame. Okay, all right, so let's say it's five thousand dollars. I mean, I'm just, okay. I'm just making it up, okay? But that's the number. You'll probably, if you were going to recite it with a vinyl, you know, you might be more like fifteen or eighteen thousand to do that. But now you're done, right? You're never going to paint it again. It's going to look really nice, and it's going to maintain itself. So, depending on what your future plans are uh, with the house, you know, if you had a crystal ball, how long are you going to be there? Yeah. That- Probably no more than three or four or five years. Yeah. So I mean, my it might be wise to have it scraped and painted at that point because you pro. I mean, it isn't. I don't. You're not going to recoup the fifteen thousand or the eighteen thousand dollar for dollar. You know what I mean? True, but um, True. but that, with that, with that, that add value to the house, though it will, it absolutely will, because the painting, you know, three or five years from now, will start to show a little wear, and so when you go to sell it, somebody can say, "Oh yeah, look at that second floor. I got to paint that," and you know, you want X amount of dollars for your house, and they're going to do a credit there. Um, in in yours, the the Hardy board that you talk about is a beautiful siding. It's a concrete based siding. Uh, that looks like wood. It paints up like wood. It's really, really nice. It's twice as much for the material and more on the install than the vinyl. And so if I was advising you, I would say do vinyl on that second story, not the hardy, um, just because it's very expensive 
And I don't know that that you would recoup. You would add value, but I don't know that you would recoup that. I mean, now you're talking now you're talking twenty five thousand dollars, probably to do something like that. Okay. Well, I think that's exactly the answer I'm looking for. But the final is still an accepted sighting for the house. Oh, a hundred percent, and beautiful, and it's beautiful, really, really nice, and. You know, this is something that, uh, from a sponsor standpoint, that we have people you could contact would be Cobblestone Remodeling, uh, Lindholm Roofing, Rogers Roofing. They all offer siding services, and you could get, um, you know, bids from them to do the work. Okay. Sounds good, Lou. I think that's exactly what I was looking for, and uh, have a great day. You too. I appreciate you calling, sir. 857-557-4. Lou is our phone number. We will take a quick break and be back right after this. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I bought some vinyl windows, and I have a 17-year-old house with uh, white vinyl uh, you know, windows. And uh, they work great. I'm not looking to replace them anytime soon. But, you know, they stick sometimes. Some of them stick when I want to open or close them. And I was just wondering about a lube. Um, I don't want to put something on there that, you know, is going to stain them or hurt it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can use, a wax or a, a spray or something? Um, does it seem to happen when it's more humid outside? Is that when it's happening? No, really, most of them work fine. Obviously, we don't, you know, we don't open them that much, you know, because we've got heat and AC. But uh, there are couples, you know. I've probably got 18, 20 windows in the house, and there's maybe two or three. There's one over the sink, which is prompting the call, because yeah. I really have to stretch to open it, and it's hard. <laughs> um, there is a product that I talk about called Superzilla. And it is a, it's a lightweight oil slash cleaner, but it is a bio-based cleaner, which means that um, the difference between this and um, like a WD-40, WD-40, if you spray it on something like that, will actually attract dirt. And right. Will, and it'll make it worse. This actually repels it. And um, Okay. And so if you try this, I think that if you apply it, you know, rotate or articulate the windows a little bit, you're going to notice that it works really well and shouldn't be tough for you at all. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. But, uh, Superzilla. Superzilla. It's, you'll find I it at a hard, hardware. Yeah, they should carry it normally. Um it, you know, it comes in small bottles and, and, you know, like a bottle like a WD-40. It's a really, uh, really nice cleaner slash oil. It's made in Michigan, and uh, it, it'll do a nice job for you. All right, very good. One last thing real quick. I don't know if you endorse sump pumps. My sump pump is 17 years old, and I should think about replacing it. You should. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and I'm just wondering, is there a brand or a, a model you would recommend? I, I have, I'm sure that- I have used, and we sell in our hardware stores, and and you should be able to find them there. The Zoller cast iron sump pumps. Now Zoller has since changed a little bit of their manufacturing. They have one that's a little less expensive that is made overseas, and they still have the one that's a little more expensive. That's made here. 
buy the one that's made in the USA, the cast iron Zoller sump pump. I will do it. All right. I appreciate the help. Thank you. I enjoy your show. Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate that as well. 857-5574-LOU. This is Bo in Medina. Hey, Bo, you're on House Marts Radio. Uh, yes. Hello, Lou. How are you? I'm well. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I have a question. I heard you on the radio a couple weeks ago. You were talking about this. Uh, we're on the well in septic, all right? And uh, in one of the, our toilets we're using the most, we got this uh, the, the yellowish uh, ring. It's like the stains. Mm-hmm. And we'll be trying like iron out some different things. And it doesn't look like I mean, it's helping a lot. And I heard he was recommending something, some product. I was driving a car at that time and couldn't write it down the name of it. I mean, what we can use. Try, I'm going gonna, gonna to try two. I'm gonna, I want you to try two products. One, in the tank. I want you to use a product called HuraClean. How do you spell it? H-U-R-R-I. Clean. HuraClean. Like Hurricane. Oh, there we go. Follow the directions on the package. You're going to put this in the tank overnight. And then for the stains in the toilet, is the toilet white? Is the toilet you're you're having the problem with? Is it yeah, white? It's white. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's white. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna use a product called Wink, W H I N K. Comes in a brown bottle, and that should take care of the stains. All right. Can I use the, those uh, both products at the same time, like over the night? Uh, no. Or should I no. Just use the do both the products? do the her, do the tank first, then in the morning use the Wink. Excellent. Thank you so much. That's you got it, Bo. Appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, by the way, we're going to do our Just Text Me segment coming up. But if you're the seventh texter right now to 857-557-4568, I've got a $100 gift card from the Barbecue Authority in Lyle. Visit bbqauthority.com to shop and to learn more. And if you have some questions, you can text those to our text line. We will answer that coming up after this report of WGN Radio News. Uh, you've got some text. Ma- oh, by the way, uh, congrats to Michael in Chicago who won the Barbecue Authority gift card. Do you have some text yeah, messages I can do. I do. answer? Uh, there are all kinds of ceiling rings on the market, Lou, for a toilet to the floor. Do you have a preference? Mm, I mean, you know what? I just literally two days ago installed a new toilet, and I used a regular old wax ring with the neoprene sleeve that you can find at the hardware store that worked perfectly. Now there is a product called Santa Santa seal. Yep. And it is a kind of a foamy, looks like a green donut and that would work. (laughs) A green donut. Um, And yeah, I mean, if you're going to do the wax ring, I I always default to the one that's got the little plastic sleeve, so it kind of directs the waste into what's called a closet flange in the floor, so I would just do that. Yep. All right. Thanks, Lou. Um, is crud cutter <laughs> I love how safe? you're thanking me for the texture. Thanks, well, they, Lou. They would thank you, they I'm would. sure. They would. That is nice. Uh, is crud cutter safe for painted metal kitchen cabinets? Yes. Oh gosh, that was fast. I need not. I need to catch up. Um, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Well, it, it is. It, you you can 
It is uh, it is safe for painted surfaces. You don't the thing with any cleaner. The mistake that we all make is that we want immediate results. We want to like spray and wipe, spray and wipe. You need to spray, wait a little bit. So on a painted surface, I would spray, wait five minutes, and then wipe. Give the cleaner a chance to um, break down the dirt, the grease, the grime, and then you can wipe it away. You want me to talk longer? No, I got it. Want me to stand on one foot? Wrap it up. Wrap okay. it up. All right, here we go. Uh, next, uh, he says thanks to. Yeah. How do I keep the decorative collar on interior doorknobs from coming loose? Okay, so I think what you probably have there. I mean, it all depends on the knob assembly that you have. Some have a little metal clip that holds it in place, and so if you look at that excussion it's called that's underneath the shaft of the knob there may be a little notch in that and a little spring that's sticking out line that up with the little spring and then push it on and it snaps in place and that should hold it in place otherwise if it's a traditional knob where you have the two screws when you tighten the screws on the one side of the door that should draw the excussion in the knob to tighten it up. But I bet you have the kind that has a clip and you just need to line it up with that little notch in the clip, push it on, it's going to go snap, and then it'll hold no problem. All good? 857-557-5574. Lou is the number. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is Barbara in Des Plaines. Hi, Barbara. You're on House Smarts Radio. Oh, hi, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I'll tell you our problem. We have a um, new handheld shower hose uh, type arrangement attached to the regular shower in our bathroom, and we've had that for many years. After so many years, we've replaced it. Okay. And now we have a new one, but the new one, after we're through using it, makes this droning, humming sound for a long time afterwards. Eventually, it stops. But we've never experienced that before. When you're using the shower head, um, you're standing in the shower? Yes. Okay. My guess is the droning sound is coming from the spout of the tub, not the shower head. The spout of the tub. So this is what I want you to try to see if I'm right. Um I'm assuming that when you go to your the on the spout of the tub, is there a little lever that you lift to activate the shower head? Yes. Okay. A lot of times that that new shower head may have a little bit more resistance than the new one. When you're in there and you do it and it starts to hum, I want you to put your hand under the spout. Well, it doesn't hum until we're done. We don't hear it while we're showering. When you're done. Yes, when it's all when we're all finished and I go into the bathroom to hang up the towels and whatever, I hear this droning sound. Hmm. Interesting. Now let me ask you this. When you're done with the shower, do you hit the button on the spout or do you just turn the water off? No, we hit the button on the spout to turn it off totally. And when you use the shower with the sprayer is that the main head you use, or do you use them both? Like, is there still a regular head that comes from the wall? That... No, we just use the one, the new one. The new one. Okay. The new, yeah, shower head. We only have one shower head. And it's a pull-out spray. 
Yes. Okay. And does the does the shower head have a button to turn the water on and off? Um, the shower head does have uh, a setting where you could pa- pause the water. Yes. Yeah. So what I bet is we, that, we don't use it. Right. But, but I yeah. so that now the next time you shower, have you showered yet today? Now I don't want to get too Not personal. Yet. Okay. So when you, when you, I wonder how many people listen to the How Smarts Radio Show and shower before the show or during the show. That would be an interesting <laughs> little thing. We could do like a Twitter. Thing. Do you shower before the show, during the show, or after? Right? Anyway. Right, that's true. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, I um, yeah. Um, when you shower today, I want you to get down. I want you to push the pause button and see. I think what you're getting is a little draining coming out of the hose coming back. So push the pause button and on see what the happens. Head. And see what happens. And then the other thing to do, okay, so if you're like, huh, that worked. The other thing to do is when you get done with the shower, don't put the pause button. Take the thing off the hook and let it hang like you're hanging drapes and let it drain that way and see if that eliminates the sound. Oh, okay. So don't hang it back up. Yeah, just let it hang let in it the drain tub. Hanging yeah. Down. yeah. I bet it's okay, just I bet I'll it's just that. I bet it's just uh, you know, an airlock coming back where you're getting that humming. Okay. All right. So pu- use the pause button. And see if that helps. Mm-hmm. And if if not, then let let it hang. And see if that helps. And then if that doesn't work, move. <laughs> well, after so many years, maybe not a bad you idea. Never know. Yeah, a condo in Boca sounds good right about now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Lou, for your help. I'll try both of those. You have a great day. Appreciate you calling. 857-557-4LOU. 9.45 in the morning. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Lou, How you doing? a pleasure. I can't get over that I'm actually talking to you after all these years. Well, here we are. How may I help you? Okay, thank you. I have well water, and for the last 10 years, uh, and beyond that, actually, I have a, cull- a full Culligan system, and now they're telling me that uh, the filter that filters out the lead doesn't work anymore, and a new system would cost $2,600. I'm just wondering if that 2600 is in the range well, or is it too high, too low? I, I have nothing to gauge the price on. Well, I would. what I would do to gauge the pricing, you know, again, it, it's all, you know, the water quality, when it comes to one of these filtration systems, you know, the, the water quality and what they're trying to filter out matters as to what they're uh, delivering. And Culligan certainly is a, a very good name in all of this. But I would probably see if you can find another maker to give you a estimate on this as well. There's a company out of um uh well the 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 you're you're in uh where are you in West Chicago. So there's a company Well, actually I'm in yes. Okay. There's a company called Kinetico. Kinetico with a K and they make uh water filtration systems that are you know whole house or wh- where do you use this filtration? Is it one area or the whole house oh it's the whole house yeah and i had asked for you know the whole the best system they had yeah well i mean 
twenty six on the face value, twenty six hundred dollars doesn't sound like a ton of money, but you would be wise to at least get another estimate on another system to make sure that you know you're getting the best. Keep in mind that when you do a whole house filtration system like that, how it gets set up matters. Like, do we need to filter the water that comes out of the hose bib outside? The short no. answer, right, we don't. So make sure that you're talking to these companies about potentially changing the piping so that, you know, the, there's filters that you have to replace and the maintenance and, you know, your laundry sink. Should we filter the water that comes out of the laundry sink? Probably not. We want to filter the water that goes into the bathrooms and then the kitchen, right? Now, that means the shower, and when you're brushing your teeth, washing your face, it also means, because of the way houses are piped, the toilet water is going to get filtered. Um, so, yeah. you know, but that's just, there's, it's kind of hard to change that. Uh would be very expensive. But I would look into, you know, this Kinetico uh, manufacturer as well and get another price. Can you spell it for me, Kinetico? K I N E T I C O Kinetico. Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you very much. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Eight five seven. Five five seven four Lou is our phone number. This is Maureen in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Hi, Maureen. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, we love your show. Thank you. Hey, um, my question for you is: We had moss growing in our lawn, and we used a knife nitrogen fertilizer mm-hmm. to kill the moss, but. And it had iron in it, and some of it got on our concrete driveway apron and right. stained it. So when did we do this? We did this last year. Oh, and well, okay. We are a little we late. You're a little vinegar and lemon juice. Let's try CLR. We, it's a little late, but we CLR. can CLR right by the lawn. Put it on full strength. Take a brush. A wire brush and scrub it in. It'll work into a froth. Let it sit there for about a half an hour. Scrub it again, and then rinse it really well. But when this kind of stuff happens and you get those stains, you got to get it right away because sitting there, you know, over a year, the concrete absorbs it, and you may have luck with the CLR. Right. Uh, keep in mind, right by the grass line, make sure you get that wet first because it's a lactic acid-based cleaner. And if you scrub it in, froth it up, let it sit there, and then really rinse the lawn when you're done, um, you you know it'll it'll improve. I don't know that it'll, you'll get rid of it a hundred percent, but it will definitely improve. Okay, so put the CLR on full strength, wire brush it. We'll let it sit there. Let it sit there for a half an hour. We'll scrub it again. And then rinse it really well. But I want you to rinse the lawn first. You know what I mean? Get it wet first before you put that because you don't want the um, you don't want that to uh, kill the grass. Thanks for your phone call. Thanks everybody for listening. I so appreciate it.